0: This is episode number six with the founder of TMac Fitness, Todd Macola. Welcome back to the Best You Podcast. My name is Nick Carrier, fitness trainer and business owner. We all go through life a little bit differently, but we all have one common journey, and that's the journey to become the best version of ourselves. Each day, we try to upgrade ourselves. We want to be better today than we were yesterday. That's why each week we bring you the tools and inspiration to help you become the best version of yourself and find your best you. Thanks for spending some time with me and Todd today. Todd is a former Florida Gator linebacker turned Merrill Lynch financial advisor and finally creating his own fitness platform that people use all over the country to stay fit during their busy lives. Today, Todd and I talked about his transition from financial advisor to broke personal trainer out in Los Angeles. He talks about how his hustle of putting up flyers turned into what he does now today and running his own fitness platform. Todd's workouts are kick ass. I never thought I could work so hard in just 20 minutes, but Todd has found a way. I'd highly recommend you go check out tmacfitness.com slash tmac-membership to try the first 15 days for free, especially those of you who think you don't have time to get your daily workouts in. If you're watching this on YouTube, give it a like and a comment. Engage with me, subscribe there. If you're listening on iTunes, make a review. Move this thing up. The more reviews you write, the more people get access to these tools, tips, and inspiration. But for now, it's time. It's time to work on being our best self today with fitness extraordinaire, Todd McCullough. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Best You. I got the one and only Todd McCullough with me here today. Uh, super stoked to have him. And I, we've, you know, we've talked in the past before, kind of a little bit about your story. But I kind of want you to start today with. You know, what you were doing when you made the decision to move to California, kind of what went into that decision, why, and what you did when you got there and everything like that.
1: Cool. Before we go into that, can we hear you say go Gators (laughs) since you're a boy?
0: (laughs) You know, go Gators, I will say. It was back in the day. There you
1: go. I had to pay him to say that. What's up, guys (laughs) uh, and gals? I'm Todd McCullough. Um, So, what led me to California, to give you guys a little background on myself, I grew up in uh, the country in North Florida, it's a small, small town outside Jacksonville, kind of where football is religion on, you know, Saturday, we go see Jesus on Sunday, it's kind (laughs) of that type of town, good place to be from, and uh, get raised, so, you know, grew up a Gator fan and was fortunate to go live in that childhood dream, play football for the University of Florida, and, uh, you know, kind of after that, you know, looking back, it was to be frank, probably a little like lack of self awareness, as you and I spoke about the other day, as far as what I wanted to do next. I studied business mm-hmm. uh, just because I didn't want to be poor. <laughs> you know, <it> basically <laughs> right. I wanted to make wanted to make money. Um, and you know, what I didn't realize just kind of the way I'm God wired me was that I had my work matters to me. You know, obviously I want to be super successful like yourself, um, like those listening, but you know, my work truly has to make a difference in people's lives and you know, I ended up working um, an awesome job and learned a lot at uh, Merrill Lynch. was a stockbroker there. And uh, Merrill was a great transition for me after football. But it was, you know, I can remember being, and I've got some friends, some of my best buds are, you know, financial advisors, and they absolutely love it and find great meaning in helping families. But for me, it just it didn't, it wasn't my passion, yeah. my purpose, so to speak. And I can remember being in Ponte Vedra, Florida, And, you know, the nights were kind of like go to Ruth Chris, eat a nice steak, have a glass of scotch with clients, you know, go golfing, the night at the TPC there, and Mm -hmm. um, Ponte Vedra is the big golf course. And, you know, some of the people I'm working with really enjoyed it, and it just – and it wasn't – it was a good life, right? Yeah. It it sure is – I mean, I did did, – insulation one summer in Florida during the summer. that's a hell of a lot better than that. That's a hell of a lot better than insulation, I can tell you that. And so I was like, all right, this is good. You know, I've got the suit and tie. And uh, I'll never forget, I was at a gas station one day in Jacksonville. um, And I've got my pickup truck and I get out to go pump gas and I've got my fancy kind of New York, Maryland suit on. And this old country guy comes up to me and he's like, Sonny, he goes, those two don't go together. Either that (laughs) suit or that pickup (laughs) truck's got to go. And I was like... Shit, you're right. Oh my you're gosh, right. So I got rid of the suits eventually. But ended up, <laughs> there you uh, go. There you go. So a girlfriend I was, had for like five years at Florida. We ended up um, not working out and was looking for a new experience. Ended up in L.A. with a buddy of mine that I played football with, visiting him. Had Merrill Lynch transfer me out to L.A. And as soon as in the process of this all happening, the market crashed in 2008. So I went from like good, stable career, Todd's doing great, Uh, everything is bright to holy shit, Yeah, everyone's getting laid off. And it wasn't four months out there, didn't hardly know anyone, and I got laid off as well. And you know, looking back, kind of God's timing was if I'd have been there, honestly, for a year and got laid off and the market crashed, I probably just would have went back to Florida, had my L.A. experience, um, and went with another firm. But I was like, I'm not ready to leave yet. There's an experience or something here that I need to learn and grow from. Um, And so I took all my suits to Goodwill. Got some board shorts and started handing out flyers, <laughs> uh, and it sucked for two years. I mean, it, I went like I said from making a decent living um, to struggling. I mean, yeah. I can rem- like I said, always the story all the time, times. So I can remember, you know, dinner Trader Joe's. You could get the uh, ahi tuna packs, which had two pieces of ahi tuna and brown rice, and you could make a good dinner for about. $2.19. Oh, my gosh. Hopefully, you had a little tuna left over for tomorrow yeah. with rice. Uh, and so, that was it for about two years and just took to the streets. But what happens, I started to feel alive again, right? Mm-hmm. So, everyone's like, oh, are you coming back to Florida now? Are you going back to finance? I'm like, I feel better now being broke right. than I did making money as a financial advisor. Gotcha. And I was like, I don't know where this is going. I don't know how to make it, you know, a, a life that you can actually support yourself on or mm-hmm. much less a family, but I started to feel alive again for the first time since football. And you were and handing out flyers to train so, people. So, like I said, I didn't know anyone there right. um, other than my buddy who lived about an hour north that I visited. Uh, so, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I mean, I went. I learned a lot of great lessons at Merrill Lynch. Truly was a great experience. One of the things is just learned, you know, average of numbers, right? So, I knew if I put enough flyers out, I eventually would get a hit. Not mm-hmm. in the smartest way, <laughs> but I was stubborn enough to stay with it. So, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I would work – I'd put flyers out in Santa Monica, Brentwood, and the Palisades. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays, if you've ever been to Beverly Hills, they have these garages. And I would go flood all the garages, all their flyers. Um, and so I did a little fitness modeling, anything I could to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. Had some nice photos. Um, and anyone who literally had a pulse, I would train. Right. Had boot camps going on the side. Um, and you're looking back, there's actually there's a few people in L.A. that have had a lot of success in their careers who used to, came, who used to come to my boot camps. Um, and just look, it's awesome looking back where you know, you're both just everyone's just trying to make it and figure mm-hmm. it out. And you know, the people that have that discipline end up making it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that eventually led to you know, from the boot camps, started picking up private clients, they started paying more than I ever thought people would pay. Right. One of those flyers, literally, after a year and a half. So, imagine that now almost yeah. consistently for a year and a half putting out flyers and no hits um how are you able to keep that motivation to keep doing it even though right, you're not i think that's the the, right i think again i started to feel alive again and I, you know going you know the popular word now is like what's your why right mm-hmm. i don't know if i thought as much as that it's just like i knew god had given me gifts to help people and inspire people and that i was tapping into them and i didn't know what the hell that looked like but i knew i was tapping into it and i felt that if i applied myself i could be the best trainer in l.a -hmm. I felt like if I worked my butt off, I could make a good living in finance. But I never would be probably the greatest financial advisor. But I thought I had a chance to be the greatest personal trainer if I applied myself. And so again, like if I I was getting, I finally you know make a little bit of money, then I'd go pay a boxing coach to teach me how to box. I went and learned, and became um, certified in yoga from the best yoga studio, Right. Uh, and just constantly kept working on these skill sets because I was passionate about. It and I felt like I was living that purpose, even though the money wasn't quite working out yet. Um, and eventually, that led one of those flyers got me into a building uh, where like the Who's Who of LA live. And I think just because you know my training style was different, most of the people there were from Equinox, which is a really high-end boutique gym, and they had clipboards and well-dressed and yeah. i was the guy from north florida blasting m M&M and and boxing and doing <laughs> yoga and you know yelling and yeah. within six months i was training half the building and then even la becomes a small town within a certain small community and that went from one building to another building to another building where you know before long if you moved to la from you know new york or paris or london or wherever and you knew there there was a good chance you were going to get my business
0: card from someone yeah um Yeah, so that's kind of how... So what would you say, I think that's something that's really cool, is that you spent that year and a half passing out flyers or paying up flyers to two years and you weren't really making the money wasn't necessarily there. Right. So what would you say to people who maybe have spent a year chasing their passion, but they haven't met it yet. The financial part of it isn't there yet. And they feel like they could just go back to doing a job at Merrill Lynch or another financial job. So what would you say to that person in order to keep pursuing what they want to do? Well, I would, again, I, this is my way. I can yeah. tell you what worked for me. I can't tell it
1: works for everyone, but I think it's a good idea to ask yourself before you start any business because the odds are stacked against you, mm-hmm. right? Uh, is that, are you willing to dedicate the rest of your life for this mission? Mm-hmm. At least the next decade, right? Like you and I were just talking about our friend, uh, my friend at the Whole30, Melissa, they've been at that for almost a decade now. And the first couple of years, no one knew who the hell they were, right? And for me with Team Mac Fitness, there was, I discovered this part of yoga that I knew that I was so passionate about sharing with my athletic friends. And then I wanted to share so much about the athletic world, my yogi friends. And so I was just, I mean, I'd be out in the park just experimenting for hours on new workouts and trying new different things uh, just because I wanted to share that. And so for the person at home, that's, you know, hasn't made it work financially. Look, I'm still learning too, is that don't, don't be like, there's nothing wrong with taking a nine to five job. Mm -hmm. Like If this is truly your passion that you're going to commit your life to, you'll work nights and you'll work weekends, bottom line. If you're not willing to work nights and weekends, then it really is not your passion and you're just trying to make a quick buck, which is fine, Yeah, but don't kid yourself.
0: 100%. So when you got laid off uh, with Merrill Lynch and then you decided to go start handing out flyers, what was the gap time between – being laid off and then hustling to hand out flyers. Was it quick or did you have to kind of, you know, take a few weeks to mope or how, what, what was that transition time like?
1: You know, I think one of the, the greatest lessons, while well, why I always encourage team sports, um, you know, as an athlete with football, um, you know, probably one of the reasons I was training people and not continue playing is I had a surgery almost every off season. So I had mm-hmm. like three knee surgeries, two shoulder Jeez. surgeries. So it was like, you earn a starting job in Florida and then you got to earn it all over again. And, and I had four different, I think, looking back, right, I think what prepared me as life as an entrepreneur I even realizing it is all the surgeries. Then I had four different linebacker coaches at Florida. I had four different defense coordinators and three head coaches. So normally you get a starting job at the University of Florida, you have it until you screw up. Right. Well, every year I had to re, you know, learn my job, I my job and had to go through an extensive rehab program. And so what that builds, built for me it was like, you don't have time to sit on your laurels. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, don't sound like harsh, other than maybe your mom, no one really gives a shit. Yeah. It just, that's the truth, right? It's yeah. like, I want to see you do well. But if you're suffering over there, like, not many people, like, it's rare to have people that truly, other than your tight group of family and friends who care. And so I just didn't see the benefit of me sitting around, like, licking my wounds. And yeah. so when I got laid off at Merrill, I went straight to, like, a lady cut my hair, had asked me to train her. Wow. Perfect. While, while, I was cutting, while, while I was working at Merrill Lynch, yeah. I was like, I don't do that. Oh, okay. And a lot of these times we're kind of pointing to it, right? Because she wasn't the first one that had asked me that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I don't do that. I've I managed stocks and bonds for people, yeah. <laughs> their portfolios, right? Because God was just like telling me what to do and I was right. listening. Um, That's and so I started training. I would drive all the way across town, which, you know, anything in LA that is a pain in the ass. I would get to their house. They had a private gate. Um, and I would drive all the way across town and back for 50 bucks, which I, and I would spend almost two, losing money. <laughs> I was literally losing money and I would, you know, they were, I would literally have to hop the gate to the side cause they were still sleeping and I would knock on their bedroom door and the, uh, the husband would wake up smoking, smoking some weed, mm-hmm. waking up and he would open the door for me and I would sit there and watch, you know, the stock market for him for the first 20 minutes. And then when his wife came up and the woman cut my hair, we would train. So I would spend the Three hours of my day making 50 bucks. Wow. You know? But it was, um, why was it worth it to you then? Oh, shit, you had, to pay, you had to pay the bills. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't no one else <laughs> giving I got you giving <laughs> giving anything, you know? And okay. I knew again that there was, I didn't know what it was going to look like. I didn't know if I'd do it long term, yeah. but I knew that I was good at this. Yeah. I, I could be really You good. felt like there was some kind of maybe future there.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Something along those lines. So, yeah, that would be my thing is for all those out there again, ask yourself, are you willing to de- dedicate at least the next 10 years if not your life to some sort of purpose and again mm-hmm. for me that still to this day is sharing what i've learned from yoga and athletics to help people have access to a positive mindset yeah. right so what we do now is online so you know online 20 minute workouts no equipment no excuses what we say and each workout ends with a brief meditation mm-hmm. and that's what it is right working combi- by we're giving people the tools that i learned as an athlete but we're also merging it with yoga so you're having that guy and you know Georgia, you're from, right? And he's going to wake up tomorrow morning. He's got three kids, and he's going to get up at 530, and he's going to do his workout, his TMAC 20 workout in his living room. And at the end, he's going to do a brief meditation. He's going to say, I'm doing that yoga stuff, and it ain't that bad. And on the other side, you're going to have the guy out who, you know, Maybe went to UCLA and is very experienced with yoga, but doesn't do a lot of hit training. Right, so like crap, these workouts are kicking me butt, but I feel stronger. Mm-hmm.
0: And so that to me, I get a lot of joy and yeah. satisfaction. So at. let's segue a little bit into that meditation. Then I know it's a four yep. step process. Yep. Tell me a little bit about how you came about creating that four step process and kind of why um, each step and what that role, what each role is to those steps.
1: Yeah, and I, th- I think this is kind of like an extension. Um, Again, I was talking to Melissa the other day. My um, friend who started Whole 30, um, it's kind. Of, and again, for all those back that are listening to this, like when you when you dive into something you know you're aligned to do, you don't really know what it looks like then, but it always ends up kind of working out. Yeah. And this meditation part has kind of come to that because you know I can't. I was fortunate, you know, to come to know God at 12 years old and gave my life to Jesus Christ. And I, ever since I was 12, every morning and at night, I would pray. Right. And um, I've been doing that since I was 12. And as I got older and, you know, dove more into the yoga world, my broad view of humanity started to change a little bit. But more importantly, I learned this skill set of meditation where it actually says in the Bible, meditate on the word. Right. And started to figure out, well, how could I take my morning prayer and learn and take what, the tools I've learned from yoga to make my prayer better, okay. to be more in tune with, with yeah. God? and. What I And, again, all by accident, um, you know, that my old injuries flared up pretty bad a couple of years ago. And for me, probably like yourself and a lot of you that, that are listening to this, you have to start your day in, like with, with some juice, right? 100%. Absolutely. And so my knees got so bad I couldn't do anything on my knees. My upper body got so bad I couldn't even do a push-up. And it's one thing you can work around with one, one injury, a lower or an upper. Yeah. But when you is have both. both, it's tough. So what I ended up finding, the only thing I could do to kind of help jumpstart me was you know if you've ever been out in the Pacific Ocean, it's freezing cold, especially during the winter. Mm-hmm. So you know high fifties. Is so I'd go out there at sunrise, jump in the ocean, go into the waves, and swim around for like twenty minutes. Yeah. And your that first five minutes is brutal. Oh yeah, it's brutal. And you're out there by yourself. There's no one coming to save you if you pass out. <laughs> no doubt. Right. So what that does is it sh- it makes you come back to your breath very rapidly. Okay. Right, and it just totally shocks your system. I kept doing that, and I kept doing that. I kept getting better at it, where I could eventually almost remove my mind from my body hmm. and look down at this person freezing in in there and not feel the cold. Hmm. And so then I started taking that on sh- on the sand and just started getting my morning prayer, and kind of through that led to this four start, this four kind of part prayer that I just started doing for myself, and then started incorporating my workouts. And people really enjoyed it. And now people kind of from around the world are, you know, doing their workouts and their CrossFit, their they're yoga and our team at 20 workouts and doing this four part meditation. And that's super cool. Yeah. Like for me, it's like, it's letting people, <clears throat> like, honestly, I don't give a damn, like, what your religious affiliation or spiritual affiliation is. For me, it's just, I believe we're all brothers and sisters. Yeah. And these are tools to help you connect and be a better
0: human being. And the better Definitely. off you are, the better off I am. I think it's so cool that I just came from kind of, you figuring out what was going to work best for you. And then you realized that this is something awesome and you shared it with other people and it, and it resonated with them. And then it just kind of took off from there. Right. Yeah,
1: And, and it's something, something I would encourage everyone to try. Right. And honestly, if you know, you're a little bit younger than me, I don't know if it would have resonated to me at your age. Mm-hmm. Right. I, but it, now it, it has. Right. And so for what that part has done for me is, you know, a friend of mine said it best the other day is that when she's praying, she's talking to God. And when she's meditating, she's creating the space to hear God. Mm -hmm. I think that's the big difference, right? And so people hear all the time, like, oh, meditation is great for you. I've heard that, right? And it's just not very practical, right? Mm -hmm. I'm from North Florida, bro. I'm not going to sit there and levitate. (laughs) Yeah. And it just doesn't resonate. But if you shock the system, whether it's a workout and Cold plunge, one of our T-Mac 20 workouts. You've got the blood flowing, right? And then you drop in, hmm. right? And so I think that's the key, right? For at least the majority of us is that shock the system, whatever that looks like for you, morning run, whatever, and then do this four-part meditation. And then use that as a template and then make it your own. Yeah. Like I'm not trying to say like you, this is the only way to do it. I can say this is what's worked for me 100%. and helped a lot of other people. Um, but some of the benefits of it is it's pretty incredible in the sense of Say your personal relationships, say you and your partner are you know, having a fight, you're able to remove yourself from the personal. But again, let me back up and say this is a muscle. It's just like doing squats. It doesn't yeah. happen overnight. But eventually, like, you can remove like, that heated argument and you make like, a positive choice going back to your, to your loved one. Mm-hmm. And the same thing in business, right? Like you may give me, ask for feedback on this podcast and I say, hey, this was good. This part was really bad. But knowing that you can actually listen to that, as opposed to saying "Todd's attacking you as an individual," and then that part has helped my business in so many ways, Mm. right? Because you're, you know, you're pitching your business, you're doing a lot of things, and it keeps it removes the personal from it, and you can look at things objectively, which is huge.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And I think that, to me, that what you just talked about resonated with me very much so in my uh relationships with others you know yep. i I've, I've been really consciously working on not being reactive yep. towards situations because in the past i think you know if somebody said or did something that i didn't like that i might snap right back at them right. and you know yell or whatever it be at the situation but i've done a much better job of being able to like hang on a second i can tell it in the car driving right. through traffic i'm so much more patient just being like you know, realizing that it's not all about me. I need to remove myself from the situation. Um, and it just made everything well, so much better. It's a natural
1: reaction. I push you. You want to push back. Yeah. Right. And it's just it's very natural. Uh, but when you can actually remove yourself from that and look at things from an objective view.
0: It's a game changer, like I said, personally and professionally. Mm-hmm, no doubt. So you mentioned Melissa Hartwig now a couple times, the founder of Whole30, and you've been good friends with her now. Just tell me a little bit about maybe some of the things that she's taught you and the most important lessons that you've learned from her.
1: Yeah, the, Melissa, uh, you know, is one of the co-fo- co-founders of Whole30. Um, her and her ex-husband Dallas created it, you know, almost ten years ago now. Um, and Melissa's kind of taken and created this an unbelievable community. And the, the things that I take that really resonate with me is that for all those entrepreneurs out there, create something that changes people's lives, right? Mm. Like you can do all the clickbait, you can do all that, you know, yeah. web hacks and all that stuff is great. You need to learn and sharpen your toolkit, but create something that helps people. And not only will you be more successful that way, but you'll find more enjoyment in doing that, no doubt, you know, like I was sharing with you some of the stories I heard from people that were doing Whole 30, some of the people that are doing the Team at 20 workouts, and that motivates me to go be better, you know. And don't get me wrong, I want to make a shit ton of money. I don't hide yeah. behind that, but I also want to help a lot of people. Right. So that's the thing that I've learned from Melissa is that you know this is this book's been around almost a decade now, and it stood the test of time because it truly helps people. There's no quick fix to it. Definitely,
0: I think it's really cool the kind of connection that I just made from you talking about her and you talking about you developing your yoga thing and kind of what I'm trying to create with my business right. because my thing really stemmed from figuring out What works best for me, and how I can establish the you know best version of myself and build myself up by creating healthy habits, creating a good workout routine, creating all these different things. And for you, it came from you know putting yourself in that freezing ass water and then coming out and having that little bit of yoga. And Melissa had to go you know figure out her nutritional standpoint. So it was figuring about what worked for you and being like you know I'm only so special. This could probably work for some other people too. Right, and And that's what, what. and one, I want to hear like, what What are your kind of life hacks? Go into that. Tell me that first. Yeah. For are... me, you know, me is waking up in the morning and mm-hmm. controlling my first 45 minutes of my day. Yep. I wake up, I brush my 45. teeth, I make my bed. I write three things I'm grateful for on my whiteboard. Nice. I, I say them out loud, speak them into the earth, and it makes yep. it that much more real to me. Yep. I write the date on the board. That way, I'm much more present. in today, and you know, it's August 14th this is the only time I'm going to be able to have this day. Yep. And it makes time slow down for me. And I started doing that because I, Love every things. single year, the last few years, it'd be like, oh my gosh, it's March already. It's yep. April. It's May. I'm like, what the heck? I want to slow this thing down. And I Correct. swear I've done this for the last two months and it's completely slowed That's things true. down. And it's funny that you mentioned the, uh, the, uh, cold, jumping yep. into the cold water. The last, I can't do the entire shower, but the last 10, uh, yep. I take 10 deep breaths yep. in cold water. Yep. You know, I turn to freezing and I take 10 deep breaths to make sure I can control it. Yep. Because one thing that I wanted to help me do yep. is public speaking. That's one thing I want to be able to right. do in the future. And I realized that when I get in trouble public speaking, it's when I rush my words Yep. and I stumble on my words. But being able to control my breath like that has already helped me yep. speaking in terms of that. After I finish that, I read a, read a, the Bible. Yep. Um, I've been, have this app that I've been going through to read yep. it in one year. And that's basically the, I do that every single morning. Right. One hundred percent. Maybe six out of seven, if not seven out of seven. And it just sets me up for unbelievable rest of the so day. So we call that getting your mind right with
1: yeah. T Mac Fitness. Right. So we have three pillars that's kind of the company's built on sweat, eat and mind right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're doing it bro <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> trying to. I would say one of the other things too that you'll see with you know the cold shower and the breath and the meditation is you really in your writing down the day is you start to become more present. Mm-hmm. So you start to understand and see body language in a way you've never seen, right? You can see the facial expressions, someone's tense, someone's angry, their shoulders, where their hands are, and it just makes you so much, like you said, more present in their day. So it's definitely a valuable tool. So when you say mind right, what does that mean to you? Mind right for me is just simply, you are connecting and doing your best to be in a positive mindset. And for you, it's your morning routine. For me, it's very similar. You know, I always... Wake up every morning, I move first thing. Yeah. Whether it's a TMI 20 workout or CrossFit workout or yoga, I move first thing. No social media for at least the first hour or two, most likely two of the day. Um, And then I always do the hot shower, finish with cold, put something positive in my mind, whether that's the uh, Bible, whether that's, you know, some sort of inspirational reading, whether that's some sort of gospel music, uh, something uplifting, Mm -hmm. and program my mind. Each day. But the mind rights also kind of goes a little bit further in the sense that I truly believe that we're all connected. Right. And and the way that I created the program was is not to make it some like Christian only type thing. (laughs) I wanted this I truly believe that we're all brothers and sisters. And I wanted a way for everyone to connect to their spiritual practice, uh, or themselves, or however they even look at that, in their own unique way. And so that's to me is like mind right. It's like this understanding of that. We're all in this together. Yeah. And, and that's the that's part of it to me um, that's yeah. really
0: important. I think it, I think it's funny because we both talked a little bit about like kind of speaking positivity yep. into your morning. And, you know, it's not like I write down those th- three things I'm grateful for and that's all I can think about all yep. day long. But just for whatever reason, speaking that out into the world and just kind of setting the tone to start, it allows me to just kind of carry it through. Because sometimes, you know, in the middle of the day, I'll try to think back, what were those three again? Yep. I can't... I, right. And I can't even... Put it into words exactly what it has done for me, right. but it just, it I just, it, I just know it has right. 100% helped me. And one thing I want to also speak to about, kind of like creating the healthy habits, it or creating like the morning routine. It took me forever to find that morning routine yep. that worked right. I kept, you know, insert this, take it away, switch yep. it at a different time. But I've just kind of been with this for the last two or three months and, but you know, there's minor tweaks right. here and there, yep. depending on the season of your life, if yep. you will. But it definitely was a practice to try to figure out what worked best for me and put me in a positive mood.
1: Yep. And I think everyone has to try that, right? Like hopefully you get a few tips from here and you, you, you know, go to practice at them and some work, some don't, and you keep tweaking and working. But, you know, do you remember, have you, I don't know if you've done the meditation or not, do you remember the first yeah, part of the four part? Do you remember the um, first part? Put you on the spot. I don't. The Gratitude, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you're right doing your three- I think that's why I didn't. The the first part of the four-part meditation is just gratitude, Mm -hmm. right? Like, that's all... The one thing that's consistent, the movements usually always different for me to exercise, but the one thing that's consistent is always finish with this kind of morning meditation. And the first part is just always gratitude, right? You yeah. have to move your body. I mean, think about how freaking lucky we are yeah. to move our bodies. I mean, really like appreciate that. You have a roof over your head. You have food to eat. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's people in the world who don't have this. And I mean, not, don't just do lip service. Truly feel that gratitude. Yeah. Um, and the second part we dive into is lifting up a loved one, yeah. right? This is something of all faiths talk about, right? It's like understanding that it's not about you. So visualize someone you care about today. Could be a friend, could be uh, your partner, whoever that is. And just see this glowing light kind of hovering yeah. over them, see a smile come across their face. And for me, often it's my brother who's a police officer. I see him coming home from work, uh, hugging his two kids. And you'd be surprised when you get into really details of that,
0: Almost a smile comes over your own face because right. you're seeing someone you care about happy, right? I was getting ready right to say the same exact thing because yep. that was the one that resonated with me 100%. Yep. I still remember sitting on the mat over at training camp when you were talking about that. I pictured my sister going to my head and I 100% you eyes closed, smiled. Because you're happy to see someone you care about happy. Yeah. Right? So your state's already changed. Mm-hmm.
1: The third part is to go into visualizing success, right? Again, prepping for success today, right? Like So you had this podcast today. Already feel what a successful podcast is going to be like Right, Have that moment. This is a great thing to apply for business meetings, for athletes. I have a lot of people that do it that are busy mom and dads, and they just want to see their kid have fun after school. No doubt. Or at the playground or at soccer practice, right? So visualize success today and, more importantly, feel it first and have that state there. And the last part is just be still. Be present. And, you know, this is something that, you know, we're talking about Melissa at Whole30 that she kind of freaked out the first time I took her through it at the gym. because She's like, people are staring. It's weird. And it's honestly, it's a better opportunity because you're going to listen to the gym in a way you've never heard before, right? Mm -hmm. You can hear the weights move. You can hear people breathing. You can hear the own rise and fall of your breath. Um, You know, I I like doing it outside a lot. So I can hear the birds chirping, the the kind of nature waking up. And once you're done with that, your state is completely changed. No matter what happens the rest of the day, you can choose your reaction. It's probably going to be okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I think that's super powerful, and I really love those four steps. Like I said, that I. The one that resonated with me the most, right. that, that light. Because I just remember, remember how much joy it literally yeah. brought me. I could almost feel myself like looking up what, how is off your sister? the mat. She's two years younger. She's 21. She's 21. Yeah. 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 Was, yeah Does she really know cool. you're lifting her up some? Um, I probably should have told her that day. But, you know, we're we're really close and, and have yeah. a good connection and stuff like that. And I help her out good. any way I can. But one thing, we have a few more questions left. One thing I did make sure I wanted to touch on was... You know, you lived in Florida and everybody knew who you were, right? They, You'd be, yeah. well, I mean, you know, yeah, 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 sure. to an your extent. you walking yeah. around, there's Todd McCullough played right. linebacker, University of Florida, and then you moved to California where nobody knows who you were. I kind of want you the to talk about, yeah. I kind of want you to talk about moving to a place where nobody knows who you were and kind of what that did for you.
1: Yeah, so... You know, for those of you who are in the small towns in the South, you know what it's like. You know, if you're in Alabama, you're you know growing up dreaming of playing football at Auburn or Alabama. Um, and when you're a starting football player for the University of Florida, Gainesville is a small town. Most people recognize, and you know, you get there's a per- there's perks to that. It feels good. Everyone likes recognition, yeah. right? And then even when I was working in finance in Merrill Lynch in Jacksonville, it was still your Todd, the football player. And there were a lot of Florida Gators. You know. Re- I just remember, I remember seeing some of these guys who played and, you know, these are, I'm proud, I'm so proud to be a Florida Gator, but they just kept reliving these old moments as a football player. And I'm like, I'm 20 something years old. Yeah. And there's a lot of life left. I do not want to be known just as Todd, the football player. Mm-hmm. And so I went to somewhere where no one gave a shit about Florida football. Yeah. No one had a, They had Kobe Bryant in the Lakers. No yeah. One, no one gave a shit about Todd McCullough. Um, waiting in lines again. You were know. you
0: Were you excited about that part? It was that? awesome. Okay. It was awesome. Yeah, it was great. Okay, um, it was nice. Yeah. So, yeah. what do you what do you think it kind of made you do? Because I kind of I kind of moved here from, you know, Atlanta after having yep. gone to University of Georgia, and I felt like I wanted to go to a place where nobody knew who I was, not because of I had any mm-hmm. bad relationships yep. or anything like that. Yeah. It was just where I kind of wanted to like rebuild myself to an extent. Right. Well, it's kind of like me moving to Nashville now. Yeah. Right? There you go. So things were really good in L.A. Mm-hmm. Life
1: was good. I'm not saying I won't go back. For me, there's like this intuition where you're not growing as a – not necessarily business, but as a human being. Okay. And I felt like I just wasn't growing as a human being in Jacksonville mm. at that age. And then I kind of the last two years or so felt that way in L.A. Okay. And was like, eh, you know, let's go somewhere different for a year. Yeah. Worst case, you come back to Southern California. You know what that's like. Just go somewhere for a year. And I felt like when you – every now and then, at least for me, like I have to make things uncomfortable. Yeah, and who knows what comes from that and you really never see it in the moment but there's no doubt five years from now I'm going to look back at this Nashville experience whether I'm here
0: or who knows where and it's going to be a good thing that's awesome so the last two questions I always ask uh, um, everybody, all guests who come. Is, so how old are you now? I am, I turned 36 a couple of days ago. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Well, happy mm-hmm. birthday, I didn't know. Thank that. you. Appreciate that. Um, so 10 years down the road, you're going to be 46. Yep. Um, I'm sure you got goals and yep. dreams and aspirations mm-hmm. about what you want to do, what you want to accomplish yep. and create. Very clear. So what does, 46 uh, year old Todd McCullough look like? What has he done? What has he accomplished? <sighs> well, uh, also, I have very clear goals, but I also know the
1: fact that the more I play, the more God laughs too. that to be true. Okay. Well. Uh, but I would say this. So 46, 10 years from now, um, I have found the woman that I want to share my life with. We have started a family. Uh, you know, that to me is ultimate priority. I love team act fitness and love, you know, still think I'll, I'll definitely be doing some version of that. What that looks like. I have no idea. Yeah. It'll be something uplifting and helping people. And most likely the, You know, the woman I'm going to share my life with will have some part of that as well. Uh, And we're raising a family. And we're, you know, built tight-knit communities. I mean, to me, the one thing that, you know, there's a... The missing... One of the missing parts of wellness that not a lot of people are talking about, in my opinion. Like, we've kind of bought into the movement, exercise. For sure. We've bought into eating healthy for the most part, right? Um, But the part... Now, the South has got kind of a long way to go on, on the East <laughs> part, but, you know, the part of the South and the Midwest is nailed that I think a lot of us on the on the coast could learn is community and relationships. Mm-hmm. I think that, honestly, the deeper your social connections, like, you know, the stronghold of that is just as important as the workouts you do and the food you eat. And I think that's a missing part of wellness. So, when I say 10 years from now, like, I see myself, again, being a father, being a husband, um, hopefully Max expanded. To a lot larger than it is now, or just helping more people. Uh, But it's a really tight knit group, people that you barbecue with on the weekends, people you vacation with. I got back recently from a great trip from Hawaii with some friends. Doing life with good people. Yeah. Like, honestly, I could give a shit if you're a plumber or the Pope. Right. But just doing life with good people, I think to
0: me, that's what success looks like 10 years from now and hopefully for the rest of my life. That's awesome. Cause I'm I'm similar in the same way, whereas, like, if, you know, the more you plan, the more God laughs yep. because I think the things that I think last week that I was going to do this week aren't even the same. Right. So you can only plan so much. But I think those big picture things were really good. But I was going to
1: say, like, I think, again, when you're for those who are out there, when you're trying to figure it out, right, and I still am to it. I haven't figured it out. Like, you're throwing shit at the wall, right, yeah. and you're seeing what sticks. but. When you start with the right purpose, like something that just again, I go back to do you want to contribute to the world? Like this is your legacy, you wanna to leave to the world. You're gonna throw a lot of things at the wall. But if it's around that same premise, you're eventually gonna figure out where there's a market for it mm-hmm. and where it really helps people. And these 20-minute workouts started as 50. You know, like I thought yeah. 50 minutes because that's what I did. Right. But I realized that 50 minutes was too long for the majority of busy mom and dad's at home. Mm-hmm. So we ended up chopping it to 20. I never would have thought I'd be doing 20-minute workouts. Yeah. So for those of you at home, you feel frustrated. Uh, I've been there. I know what that's like. Um, you know, just as we were talking about, do control what you can control. Start your day in the right mindset and uh, keep plugging
0: away. Very good. Well, before I ask the last question, I want to acknowledge you for a second for, one, getting off your – ass right after, you know, getting up from after being laid off at yep. Merrill Lynch. I think that one thing I've heard recently from a guy named Ed Milet is that everybody's going to get knocked down yep. and everybody's going to get get back up. Right. It's just about how long, yep. you know, it's about get off your butt now. Right. If you're going to get up at some point, you might as well do it now. And I think you did a really good job of that hustling right off the bat. Um, and being com- coming from such a genuine place of Figure it out, figuring out for yourself, realizing it works for you, realizing it could work for others, and then go trying to spread that love and everything to the world. I think that's awesome.
1: Well, kudos to you for what you're doing. Man. I'm sure what <laughs> you're doing is definitely going to help people now and years down the road. I'm excited to see what you build. Well, I appreciate it.
0: Um, but the last question I ask everybody is, company's name is Best You. That's the name of the podcast. My passion is <laughs> yeah. to help people become the best version of themselves. Um, I don't like that cliche but uh, because I really want to help people, you know, Get the tools of actually how to do that. Mm-hmm. So, the question I want to ask you is for you personally, yep. what are three things that you could do or that you could work on to become that best version of yourself, to be that best talent? So, two things
1: I definitely know, right? And it's each day, it's move and connect. Okay. I have to move first thing, and I have to take time to connect. Way before social connect media connect with what? Uh, my spiritual practice okay. to God, right? Like I said, create the space to hear God. That, to me, are the two things I have to do every day for me to be to my best self. Uh, the third part, that's a good one. Um, I wish it was just two. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the third one I would say is um, it's time for me to be a better manager of TMAC Fitness okay. and, and empowering people. Um, get Let TMAC Fitness... Um, the tools, things we have to help other build other leaders. Okay, we started doing that. We started. We've got two great trainers teaching beginner level content and to uplift them. Gotcha. You know, it's as much as right now the brand is me. It's. It's. I'm looking forward to lifting up others.
0: Yeah. And again, removing the self. And it's, again, it's not all about you. Hundred percent. Well, those are our three awesome ones. I I love that one that you came up with there at the end because you kind of realize that you're a pretty good leader and that you need to want to bring others kind of up with you to spread it and even scale it even more so that's awesome that's all we got man I really appreciate you coming in have a great time go
1: Gators
0: (laughs) there you have it I hope you enjoyed this episode now it's time to act leave a like and a comment on YouTube subscribe to that page if you're on iTunes leave it a five star review help the show move up the ranks so more and more people can get access to it Feel free to take a screenshot of this episode and let me know you're listening on Instagram. What I like most about Todd is he is one of the nicest people I've ever met and he's so willing to give, but he has this edge to him that allows him to push others during his T-Mac 20 workouts and allows him to be very successful in his business. Thanks so much for listening. Keep taking consistent action every single day. Now it's time to go out and upgrade yourself today to get closer and closer to your best you.